did Jesus have to die? And if so, why? We discuss this and more on this episode of The Overthinkers with special guest, Louis Giovino. Hello, thinking people's thinking people. Welcome to The Overthinkers, home for the creative intellectual. I'm your host, Joseph Holmes, filmmaker, film critic, couch potato theologian. And with me, as always, is my theologically thrilling co-host. Nathan Clarkson, actor, author, filmmaker, and probable heretic somewhere. Mm. Yes, yeah. once, what, what, sometimes, but less, less so today, probably, than often on the yeah, theological probably. discussions. I'm probably very orthodox today. Yeah, this is going to be fun, fun change up. But to <laughs> the chagrin of our progressive listeners. Yes, I'm, exactly. Yes. I'm Louis Giovino. Um, I'm fully orthodox. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. You are also, yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. We have. Exactly. No, it's what, what, why we have great discussions. Yes. He's also a uh, history and theology director of Cornwall Communications. You want, you want him to read your bio? No. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to give it? Okay, give your full bio. What are you? Who are you? I'm the managing director, the new managing director of Cornwall Communications, but more on that later on. And yes. the resident church uh, historian of the overthinkers. Exactly. A senior fellow of... Yes, senior fellow of history and theology, uh, yes. <laughs> and all sort of pretentious titles. You have, you have degrees. Do <laughs> <laughs> you have degrees? What are, what are your degrees? I have a bachelor's. I have a master's in the uh, uh, master of arts in theology. I have a master's of divinity, and nice. I have a I have a sacred um, sacred theo a sacred. Ba it's it's in Latin. S T B. It's sacred. Bachelor, it's a baccalaureate, it's called. Oh, okay. Which is kind wow. of a because then there's the, the licentiate and then the doctorate, but uh, that's a Roman, it's Roman undergrad grad, it's a master's and a and a uh, anyway, it's from the Anglo, it's from the so he has he has a degree in Latin, is what I am hearing, oh. and so he is he has a degree no. that's described in Latin. No, 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 no that's why I mean, yes, very and cool. I have so is BA and MA, those are Latin, that's but cool. I have, no degrees, but I have listened to a lot of podcasts and read a lot of books. So your big guys are basically on the same level. Exactly. <laughs> yes. I know, but I have degrees, but I'm broke. <laughs> okay, fair enough. There well, you I don't go. Be a theologian, if you so weren't. Gnosticism but is clearly a heresy. The more, <laughs> the more knowledge, the better it is. The more education I have, the proper I am. If someone is a rich theologian, I'd like to meet them because I don't think that <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. <laughs> on the other hand, we are we you know other hand, David Clark and I are also just shy of broke. So you know, yeah, I'm. Oh, I don't know about you guys. I'm rolling in it. You know? <laughs> yeah, very it's, cool. The studio apartment I live in is just a sham. I have a huge mansion somewhere. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, this is very cool. We're very happy to have back our, our resident theologian and historian here to discuss one of our, our really cool topic for in celebration of, of Easter. Uh, did Jesus have to die? So going, going right for the, the jugular of, of Christianity. Um, this question, I'm sure you'll you'll bring this up. This has been very hot topic of late. And it, it, I was talking to Lou and, his, and he, they've been asking this forever. But in my in my world, this, yeah. the past three or four years, especially with some major theologians, people have been bringing this up all the time. So I'm excited to hear about this. But I want to hear your intro. 
Yes, cool. I always, I, I work hard in the intro, so I'm glad that you guys enjoy it. Yes. So pretty much everyone, whether they consider themselves a follower of Jesus or not, knows that Jesus was a Jewish teacher in the first century who gained a following and was executed by the Roman authorities. And pretty much everyone knows that Christians traditionally have maintained that Jesus' death was part of God's plan from the beginning to save humanity as the Son of God to, as it's commonly put, die for our sins by paying its penalty for us. However, in recent times, there have been many within the church that have challenged this way of thinking about Jesus' death. Theologian Dr. Elizabeth A. Johnson wrote for U.S. Catholic in a piece called No One Had to Die for Our Sins that Jesus' death was not necessary because God is God and capable of extending mercy without any sacrifice. In this view, Jesus' death was not necessary, but it was inevitable because anybody truly as good as Jesus would be disposed of by those in power he threatens. Even those who do not outright reject the necessity of Jesus' sacrifice argue, have sometimes argued against the traditional way of describing it as it's been described. Dr. M.G. Wright has expressed skepticism at a version of God that seems vindictive and needs a sacrifice to be satisfied, preferring to describe Jesus' death in terms as a conqueror over death and the forces of darkness. Anecdotally, of course, I, having been in the Episcopal Church for a long time until fairly recently, have seen pastors describe this dichotomy of uh, necessary versus inevitable and arguing for the inevitable version of the events. Lou, as a longtime wonk and lover and student of theology and history, hence your many uh, many degrees and honorary fellowship in a prestigious organization such as ours, where oh. do you lot? And why do you line up in terms of the necessity of Jesus' sacrifice? Do you think it was necessary or just inevitable? If so, why? And how would you explain it to somebody who doesn't understand it? Now you can correct me on what I was well, saying. You're saying, um, was, it, uh, was it necessary or was it inevitable? Those are two different things. Well, yeah, and people argue about which one it actually was. Because inevitable, it was like he didn't have to die for us to save us. But it happened, it was going to happen anyway because he's this revolutionary, amazing guy. So obviously they're going to kill him. <clears throat> Necessary was well, he that, had to die so, so he could save us from our sins. So, listen, I will quote the Christmas carol, I wonder as I wander, because it sums it up very well. I wonder as I wander out under the sky while Jesus, my Savior, did come for to die. For poor, lonely sinners like you and I, like I. There's the mystery of it, because you know what he did? He did do it. Okay, with all the theological spectrum, but he did. He chose to die for us. That's it, period. What does it have to do with what gets you up in the morning? Whether it was necessary, whether it was this, whether it was that. Okay, we can do a theological speculation about it. Elizabeth Johnson, she's not too far off because God chose this way to do it. I don't agree with he would have died anyway because he was a good guy. They didn't kill him for being a good guy. They killed him because he said he was divine. Period. It's all over the scriptures. It's in. It, they tried to get him for uh, uh, throwing the moneylenders out. This and that. It was the divine claim was the reason they killed him. Period. He he professed to be the son of God. Now, in terms of no, he all right. There is a theological idea now in terms of how the redemption works. You mentioned N.T. Right? Yeah. So a lot of that is rooted in Saint Anselm, who I guess the Anglicans still consider part of their church. Uh, even though he was Catholic at the time <laughs> of Canterbury, uh, his atonement, <laughs> because you, there is a, uh, I mean, there is, I mean, the church is pretty clear. I die for you, like you said, in, in a simple way to, to uh, save us from our senses. My dad told me when I was a kid, when I said, why did Jesus die? He died to open up the gates of heaven. 
Hmm. Okay. So I always remember that it's kind of a very basic Baltimore catechism uh, answer, but it's also very true. And, and I go back to it a lot to say, Oh, that's why he died. All right. Um, so, uh, uh, but did, was it necessary? No, he wasn't obliged to die. That's mm-hmm. why he wavered a little. Okay. Right. But Take it was the father's and will. And, and, and T. Wright, cause he's talking about this kind of vengeful God needs a blood sacrifice. And right. And, that isn't really a Christian understanding because, it, first of all, it's the work of the whole Trinity because he's the second person of the Trinity. Uh, but he is God. He is yes. God. It, it is. It's almost like God creates us. We immediately fall. According right. to the medieval theologians. We didn't even wait a couple generations. It was like immediately. <laughs> theologians. I mean, would you? Adam was created. <laughs> and they fell at noon. Okay. Yeah. So, Honestly, that uh, seems like a long time for right. me not. To. <laughs> yeah. So he immediately promises a savior as soon yeah. as it's called the Proto Evangelicum, where he says uh, the serpent will, well, and then you, he, she will crush your head, which is prophecy of Mary and Christ. So he immediately promises redemption. It takes a while, but by the time he gets to it, I mean, the, the, the most fitting thing, uh, you're not also wondering why did he have to be crucified? That's also the other thing. It's almost mm. like, you know, all right, yeah. you got to do it. You got to do it this way. I mean, in a way, his death, it just his coming saved us. His incarnation. It wasn't an accident he died. If you look through all the Old Testament, which you'll agree, yeah. you see these allusions of the sacrificial lamb and things. This was a plan of God. This was God's plan. Did he have to do it that way? No. But was it fitting? Yes. Uh, this is a lot. St. Thomas <laughs> would say this. It was fitting because... It, because it was an act. The main reason for the redemption is it's the obedience of Christ. Hmm. Take mix up for the disobedience of Adam because he's okay. this is Saint Paul. That's Saint yeah. Paul. But to conquer death, did he have to die? That, that's what. I, that's what I. It's fitting that he died because conquer death. Yes, because it was prefigured from day one with the animal sacrifices, with the Passover. Right. With, you know, uh, uh, he references it constantly. And also, in fact, when he mentions in John, when he's in the back and forth with the, the Pharisees and the Jews, right. and everything, he mentions when I am lifted up. Yeah. You know, as for this, I came this because in the book of John, his passion is the book of is his glory. Yeah. His hour. As he says to his mother, my hour has not yet come. This is the time when he will redeem the world. So when he when I am lifted up, now that was a euphemism for crucifixion. Everyone would have known what he meant. It would, it would be as if he said, when I swing, if he was going to yeah, be yeah. hung. Yeah. Oh, it's not as that's a great it's one. Not, it's not as crude. Well, I saw, so when he said so when he's on the cross, on the cross, although oh, it's, okay. John has many levels, so it was the lifting up of the cross and or his and his resurrection and his ascension. But when lifting up meant lifted up on the cross, and if, it's interesting in John, many came to believe with him, when, believe in him when he spoke that way. So when he proclaimed the cross to them, he got followers. Well, interesting. Well, and this is interesting because. This wasn't something that just happened to Jesus. Like, oh, I guess I'm being crucified and that'll be nice. So I have a few things I want to say here. One, yes. it struck me as you were speaking, Lou, that this was a plan from the very beginning. This was right. not something that was like, oh, I guess he's dying. Oh, yeah, that'll be a nice story and that'll be great. And oh, right. well, he died. He was a revolutionary and revolutionaries died. No, this was something that God had ordained and planned from the very beginning that he was going to have come into the world. God was going to enter the world. And that's another thing. Feels in the, the view of people saying that God just killed his son as if he had no choice in it. Jesus is a part of the Trinity. He's a part of God. So right. he's, 
there is consent here to you know kind of a, a popular word um so to say that it was just that's removing god's jesus's divinity from the equation if we're going to say right. that uh and another thing that struck me is through scripture jesus i can't remember when he said it and you'll know when he says i'm going to tear down the temple and rebuild it again he was yeah. talking about his destruction rebuilt and it all, and you know, there is all, all this kind of stuff throughout entire scripture of rebuilding, of a renewal right. right. temple of his body. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, and in case it was unclear on that, it literally says in the next slide, by the way, Jesus was talking about yeah. the temple yeah. of his body. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then the, the last, the reason why, and I need to say this is I believe that yes, he had to die. Uh, yeah. that this was God's plan. And the had is hard. I guess maybe God is all powerful. We could have figured out a different way, but this is like Lou said, this is the way he did it. So yes, so, yeah. he did it this way. So in in some way, shape, or form, yes, Jesus had to die for us to be saved. But it was it was prefigured all through the scriptures. Exactly, it was prefigured in the animal sacrifice. But, but yeah. I want to find real quick. I want to show a a non theological reason why I also think mm. he had to die. Okay, because we use you know we use the Old Testament, use uh, scripture and prophecy and all these things. Um, but the the book written by Joseph uh, Campbell. Sure. Uh, which is about the hero's story. And he goes through all the kind of necessity of the, the journey of the hero. And one of the very important moments in his kind of philosophy about what makes a hero, what makes is the, the death and resurrection of the hero. And it's interesting to me that he on a completely, I mean, he obviously used Christ in his work, um, but he in a completely secular way said that for someone to be great, for a hero to actually mean something in us and to connect to our intrinsic human um, ideas of what a hero is, they have to have this moment of death uh, and resurrection. And so it's interesting to me to see a secular philosophy say, no, this is necessary in the hero's journey the hero's journey for someone to actually die and be resurrected. So, you know, there's a lot of, and, and I want to preface this a little bit. I'm, I'll preface this after all my comments. Yeah, of um, course. That's how prefaces work. This, I, some people listening might know that, might not know that this is a really um, hot issue right now because a lot of atheists and uh, people who criticize faith have talked about this in a way that it just seems um, archaic and mean and, right. you know, talked about the, the, mean God who needs a blood sacrifice. And I could understand you'd see that from a very shallow point of view if it wasn't educated. But when you look into why Jesus did this and why for us to be saved, this had to happen. There's a lot of reasons from a lot of different angles. Um, and again, but the only reason we really need, and Lou said this, is this is how God, the creator of the universe, all-knowing, decided to do it. And, and uh, which Jesus struggled with. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. He, he, yeah. He said, what he am I to say? But he says, what do I say to him? Uh, uh, save me from this hour. It was for this hour I was born. Yeah. Now, so, so oh, wait, really, one more thing. One more thing. He literally said in the garden, if there is another way. Yeah. So yeah. that would say if there is possible. There isn't another way. This is the way but, but, I do it. If it's possible, take this cup from me. Net, but your will be done. Yes. Right. So whether it was done or not. So, so that's where he saved us. It was his obedience to the father but in a way it was like god creates i was saying god created adam god, he makes his people he loves them we screw it up and then all right i'm gonna give you abraham and then moses and the prophets yeah. and then i'll get it i'll do it myself okay <laughs> so, <laughs> so but he needed us too as they would say he needed us to die so he couldn't die he's uh, god is impassable he can't die so he needed us 
to die. So he so, became us. So he, now, oh, interesting. Stronger, I mean, no one understands it, but um, uh, as a Catholic, we, mass is the representation of Calvary. So we repeat Jesus's, the priest repeats Jesus's words. This is my body, which will be given up for you. I mean, that's pretty clear. Okay, yeah. I'm doing this for you. And that, and it is the old Jewish sacrifices, in a sense, continued. It's still the one sacrifice of Christ, which was done once and for all. Yeah. It's like a camera is showing us Calvary every day when we go to Mass. So, but to say all of the old, like in Hebrews, all of the old stuff but is done. But he took his flesh, our human flesh, and brought it into the heavenly sanctuary. That wasn't there before. That was a new thing. Interesting. So, so th there's a few levels here. And I remember once uh, when I was working on the Passion way back, uh, they would complain, well, it's not explained why he's doing this. Hmm. And my friend is an Italian. He said, well, Jesus didn't explain it. So he picked up the cross and he died. <laughs> <laughs> and he did warn the apostles constantly because they wanted a political Messiah. I'm going to go. I'm going to get. Uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, exactly. You're not doing that, Peter. Get behind me, Satan. He says. Mm. And then he does it again, and they don't even argue with him. They yeah. say, well, rise from the dead. But here's Nathan touched touched on this. What happens when Jesus and now the Christus Victor is also not that's good. That's that yeah. the church's faith. We spend most we spend an, next week, we spend a whole week doing this. But then we spent a whole week celebrating Easter. And then but it's not just, wait, Joseph, quickly explain if you know what Christus Victor is. Christus Victor is Jesus, um, is the death of Jesus and resurrection is about conquering death and conquering the forces of darkness that exist in the world. So when Jesus dies and there is resurrected, he breaks death's hold yes. on humanity yes. and, then, and then paying price. Right. It's not about paying a price for the penalty of sins. Right. It's both. That's right. my mom. She goes, isn't it? Because I showed her all these atonement theories. <laughs> look this up, listeners. There's a million atonement theories, which is, I never knew this was a thing until a couple of years ago. I was just like, yeah, sure, yeah. died for our sins. And then it became this thing, at least in my world. And I looked up, there's a million atonement theories on why he died. Well, it was to conquer death, or it was to pay for our sins. Or it was, there's a few different ones. It's like, well, I can't be all of them. <laughs> and, I looked at them and I was talking about this with my mom. And she goes, yeah, it was, it was all of them. He conquered death. He paid for it. Yeah. But it also, St. Paul said he, he helped, took the spirits of this world and led them captive in, in yeah. his triumphal possession. So even Mel Gibson does this with Satan. Now, it, it's very, it was very hard to really do that in a really good – he he does the best he can where Satan wants him dead. And then when he's dead, Satan knows, uh-oh, okay? Sure, I, yeah. This defeats me. So you'll see that actually in a lot of the old art. He's right. on the devil. But you know, well, that, also it was to harrow hell. It was to go, they had the harrowing of hell when he descended into hell and, you know, Adam gets out. I always oh, interesting. So, so interesting. So that, that's, that's, that is the uh, idea that Jesus, you know, it, as you know, part of dying, it means he gets to go to hell and help free the uh, sinners and, who are there and, and, and who the, want to leave. The yeah. icons that are used on Holy Saturday of Jesus, usually the door of hell is his cross is broken yeah. and he's stepping on it and he he's pulling up Adam and Eve is behind him. Gotcha. So now, so a couple of things here going on. You need to die to go there in a way. So that's that's not as a, a main thing. No, but but it's still that's that's interesting and important. And so I, what I'm hearing from you guys, and I agree with this, you know, is it seems clear, like if, if you're a Christian, if you take the Bible seriously, there's a lot of places where it's very clear that God is saying, you know, 
I'm doing this on purpose. Like, and Jesus is saying, you know, when he talks to God, hey, is there any other way to save humanity other than dying? <laughs> and it's like, maybe any other way. way. Right. Uniquely this way. Dying yeah. this way. Dying this way. Very, yes. Incredibly, and, and, incredibly horrible way. Right. And, okay. and then Jesus saying, I have come so that I can do this at this hour. You know, that's saying that. And, you know, and specifically, you know, the, you know, in Galatians, Paul talks about this. And also in Hebrews, they talk about this. They talk about Jesus's death in terms, well, in Hebrews, they talk about Jesus's death in terms of being the fulfillment of those Lamb of God, you know, uh, the Lamb sacrifices to pay penalty for sins. They, you know, they, they, that's the imagery they use. And of course, people have argued, well, he's just using something people understand. Yeah, something people understand because God instituted that as a way to explain it to them. It is true, though, and it is good to kind of point out, even though, especially as a Catholic, what we do is talk about blood all over the place. Sure, sure. Blood of Christ, but because <laughs> but, the blood of Christ saves us. Well, because but, the Bible talks about it, yes. Yeah, so, yeah. but, but it is good to point out it isn't like a vengeful God. Either. Sure. Sure. However, well, I, want, I want to hear about this now. Now, but justice needs to be. Ju- Here's the main thing that you would yeah. say. Uh, actually, can I go back to what we were saying about uh, was it necessary? You, well, you, you can't. You can. Can I? Can I? Can I just finish a, just a little bit of my thought here about 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 here? Is that, explain. Yeah, I want to hear yes. this. Yes, is that if you are a Christian, then it it doesn't. It seems like there's so many places in the Bible where it says this was God's plan for how to save humanity that you kind of have to accept that if you take the Bible seriously as the word of God. If you don't, well, that's a whole other thing that you don't, you know, you don't, you don't believe that, but it doesn't necessarily know we understand why it works that way. It may be confusing because you've often talked about it's a mystery why that works that way. We aren't quite understood why the universe is set up that way. Right, but right. it does seem like we have to take it seriously that it does because that's what the Bible says. Anyway, go ahead. That's another thing I could say, but uh, it, what you had mentioned, uh, this actually, I realized this only uh, last week, um, after the resurrection, the only argument made is from scripture by all of them. Yeah. Oh, well, I saw him. I saw, no, they say, according, in fact, it's in the creed. Man uh, um, uh, and of the Virgin Mary, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was in accordance with the scriptures, he yeah. rose again. Okay, so he said it to them. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he to them in all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. He said in Emmaus, these are my words which I spoke to you. No, he says it before the ascension. These are my words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures and said to them, thus it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead. And I mean, it's all over the scriptures, right? right? So the suffering servant, all in the Psalms, you know, uh, he quotes the Psalm on the cross. My God, my God, why yeah. have you forsaken me? Um, they pierced my hands and my feet. They, I mean, they, if you just, all you gotta do is read the gospel. They're constantly referring to it. So it was, yes, set up that way. See, the question is really, was the incarnation necessary? Hmm. That's Which, really what you're asking. Well, we'll, we'll maybe do that podcast oh, wow. at Christmas time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, he, Incarnated and died. But, but it was the incarnation because, in a sense, as soon as he was incarnated, it was ending in the cross. It was ending in, well, not it was, necessarily. It was certainly going to end in his death in what some way. Necessarily ending in the cross. And according to God's plan, but many people would say, why couldn't he just come be a great guy? High five a bunch of people, I forgive you, and then, you know, head on to Well, heaven. as a priest once said, he never would have believed him. 
so this is interesting. This is the this is the um, the argument. Actually, one of our overthinkers uh, talked about this when we we asked this question on our overthinkers Good. Facebook page. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to re read some of the comments. Actually, we could we can we can do that. But um, Seth Ward, who's you know on our overthinkers Facebook page, which if you have not gone to our overthinkers Facebook page, we have many discussions like this, which are a lot of fun, and you can join them. But he 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 brought up this aspect of it, which is that um, you know. The mystic, this is how I put it, and I'm not going to read all of it because it's a long one. People, when we asked this question, they gave very long responses, which is great, but I'm not going to read all of it here. But Seth Ward said, you know, the missing part, I think a lot of people overlook, Jesus died because humankind is barbaric and has demanded death to placate his or her gods since he, she first drew animals on the cave walls. And so part of it he's saying is that we would not have accepted um, that Jesus actually was who he said he was and that he would, could and he could, you know, save us if he didn't die in a bloody sacrifice for us. But also, he teaches as church would say, Saint Thomas, he teaches us virtue from it. So I mean, they, yeah. they and they talk about how it was necessary that the as Saint John Damascene says this: the beams go out east and west. It goes yeah. into the earth, rooted in the earth, goes up to heaven. It, it he he conforms the entire. Universe. I don't know. That sounds like, kind of like retroactive finding right, meaning yeah. where there is none. But <laughs> the main thing is, is the tree because he undoes the sin of Adam from a tree yes. by hanging on yeah. the tree. And, and then the old, there's the old. If you look at, you have art books behind you. Well, yes, lot, I do. Old, Thank you for noticing. I'm very educated. These are all mine. If you look at most of the old art, especially the iconography, there'll be the skull underneath the cross because it's the place of the skull. Sure. The idea was that that was Adam's skull, so he's right. Okay, interesting. Skull of Adam. Okay, so to to rectify the sin of Adam, and and even but even as you're saying, as Christus Victor in early the early church, they didn't show crosses because they knew what a cross was. Mm. Okay, Okay, interesting. Because the crucifixion. Yeah. By the time uh, they did show Christ victorious on the cross, okay. so it was just called the Christus Victor. Okay, sure. so my church has a giant cross where he's dressed as a priest. He's nailed, but he's alive. Sure. He's risen. Yes. The, the 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 famous the the Franciscan cross, the San Damiano cross, is he's alive and dead. So he's risen on the cross so to show you his death leads to his victory. Interesting. So it doesn't. Later on, they started to go to the gooey death version of Jesus. Look, the Lord's Day, Sunday when he rose. Sunday is the day because he constantly because he finished the the sacrifice by rising. Right. right. So, so, I want to jump in here and say something real quick. That I'm thinking about all of the criticisms of well, why Jesus have to die? The sacrifice that's so archaic and you know and and violent and God's right. and all these things. But there is something to sacrifice that's built into the very nature and fabric right. of reality. Yeah. That is, we all know this, to, to achieve anything good, it takes sacrifice. I'm talking about the littlest thing in the world. If you want right. to get more fit, you have to sacrifice time. And, and yeah. when you, when you, if you want to get more uh, stronger, you have to tear a muscle for it to, um, for it to rebuild. No, I, um, well, hold on. No, I, please. I'm, I'm on a train and I got this. Uh, <laughs> yes, go, go the chain. I, train. It seems to me that the idea of sacrifice Death and rebuilding is built in the very yeah. nature of reality. And then and then Jesus comes along and says, greater love has no man than this and one who lays down his life for his friends. He says this before he dies, knowing yeah. he's going to die. Um, and so you have the God of everything who created everything, giving you the greatest definition of love. And yeah. what do you see when you actually see someone who 
loves each other, when you see a mother, when you see a father, um, when you see a lover, whatever it is, uh, the greatest love you can give someone is laying down your life. And that can be in a myriad of ways. Um, obviously, one of the ultimate ways is actually uh, dying. Um, you, sure. you can lay down your life. The mother lays down her body to have a child, to give to the child, to feed the child. So we see this act of love being played out in the laying down of life. So Jesus had to show us, it's not, I'm not just saying it's a, um, it, it just a picture, but it is a picture. He had to do it this way because this is the greatest um, realization of love that's built into the very nature of the world. Now I'm going to throw a wrench in here. Oh, actually I'll throw a wrench in a second. Uh, you replied, Joseph. No, I, I, I think, I think this is, this is a, a, interesting because actually one of our other, other, other overthinkers, Megan K. Clark brought this up, which is that um, what you're saying is that um, what was it? You know, you have that's there's something about this, is how she puts it, is it's baked into the structure of reality that sacrifice is necessary to reconcile us to God. God's death of himself is is necessary to reconcile us, it's baked into the structure of reality. It's one of the ways she put it. And I think that that's interesting that you point out, you bring up the art because you brought up Joseph Campbell's Man of a Thousand Faces. Um, uh, Hero of a Thousand Faces, excuse me. Hero of a Thousand Faces, which also is an argument that Tolkien used with Lewis, which is that look at all of these myths. You may have this whole thing. You may you may have this whole thing about why would you know God you know do this? This doesn't make sense. But all of the stories you love about gods and heroes it, it, that move you most deeply are about people who die to conquer evil and also create reconciliation between peoples. And so, you know, you know, we may not understand it. We may not understand why Jesus had to do it this way, but I would argue if you don't understand it, you also, the art that you love, the movies that you love, the shows that you love that most bring you to tears and speak to your humanity feature a story very much like this. And that's not just because you grew up in a Western culture influenced by Christianity. Go read the Bhagavad Gita, go read, you know, any of those old things from, you know, other and the 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 um this this myth, the creation and death stories in ancient Egypt. You know, go look at those stories. They all have those that baked into it. And so that's a very excellent point. In the Middle East, it wasn't the West. It, oh, yeah, like, yeah, yes. like and, and this is it's not cultural. This is human to yeah. want to see to have to see sacrifice for new life to happen. But I will throw a wrench in here, please. And this, we love wrenches. Um, Our I, resident heretic, I, yes, please. Yes. Before I throw the wrench, can, okay, uh, cool. Play, yeah, yeah, cool. Tolkien also, Tolkien said, the, because that's the power of myth, that's what converted Lewis. Yeah. Because those myths foreshadowed Christ, and he said yeah. Christ is the true myth, the myth yes. that is true. And he says the eucatastrophe, which is concept in in art, which is, and the, the example of it is the crucifixion, because it's right. that the seeming disaster is actually renewal and actually the greatest thing that happened. But there's, there's one part you keep skipping over. Um, with all this. That's why you're what here. Have to do? Okay, what does this have to do with <laughs> uh, um, uh, So, I mean, uh, it's interesting what you're saying, how it, it's ingrained in people that this, you know, something like this was happening. Uh, like, yeah, and that's <laughs> true. So, in a way, yes, it was necessary. It was necessary. He could have, he could it wasn't, he wasn't obliged to die. Right. It wasn't so necessary it wasn't in the sense that he had to do it, but he chose to do it because it was necessary to save us. Yeah. But in the sense, it was necessary. I yeah. mean, I could read Aquinas where he talks about the two senses of necessary. Right, okay. yeah. Well, actually, you can give us a rundown of that now. That's that's fine. Yeah. Okay. Well, real quick. So, 
but you all can you read Aquinas real quick? <laughs> you can read it more quickly than than he normal. Quotes, he quotes Aristotle, who's the philosopher. As the right. philosopher teaches in metaphysics, there are several acceptations of the word necessary. In one way, it means anything which of its nature cannot cannot be otherwise. And in this way, it is evident that it was not necessary, either on the part of God or on the part of man, for Christ to suffer. In another sense, a thing may be necessary from some cause quite apart from itself. And should this be either an efficient or a moving cause, then it brings about the necessity of compulsion. As, for instance, when a man cannot get away owing to the violence of someone else holding him. But if the external factor which induces necessity be an end, then it will be then it will be said to be necessary from presupposing such end. Namely, when some particular end cannot exist at all or not conveniently, except such end be presupposed. It was not necessary then for Christ to suffer from necessity of compulsion, either on God's part who ruled that Christ should suffer or on Christ's own part who suffered voluntarily. Yet it was necessary from necessity of the end proposed. And this can be accepted in three ways. First of all, on our part, who have been delivered by his passion, according to John, the son of man must be lifted up and who has to believe in him may not perish but may have life everlasting. Secondly, on Christ's part, who merited the glory of being exalted through the lowliness of his passion, and to this we refer to Luke, ought not Christ to have suffered these things so as to enter into his glory? And thirdly, on God's part, whose determination regarding the passion of Christ, foretold in the scriptures, prefigured in the observance of the Old Testaments, was to be fulfilled. And this is why St. Luke says, the son of man indeed goes according to that which is determined. These are the words, and then he goes on there. So that's yes, probably the it most wasn't necessary, yeah. but it was necessary. That is probably the most that's quick, quick reading of Aquinas I've ever seen. You, yes. <laughs> that's a denser part. If, if you reflect on it, it yeah. does seem like this was the only way he could do it. Okay, real quick. I want to yes, throw a wrench yes. in because we're going to wrap up here. I do want to throw a wrench because there's one more critique. Yes. Um, and after this, we'll move on to blessings and curses because I have a couple good ones. Um, but there's one more critique that I hear from the people who are talking about uh, critiquing Christ's death and if it was necessary, all of this. And uh, William Lynn Craig has been, because he wrote a, a great book on the atonement. I don't want to give away my bless. Um, I but, just did. Uh, shoot. Um, <laughs> but he spent a large amount of his study on the, the criticism that, okay, so let's say Jesus had to die. There is a sin. There, there was, the world was in fracture. And so, you know, there had to be a perfect sacrifice. And Jesus had to die but how can his death cover our sins? Because sure. we have to die, not him. How can his punishment, how can we take on his he punishment? He died in our place. But they would say in the law system, you can't go to jail for your son. But he did. Well, hold on. But they would say, <laughs> logically, you go to jail for your son if he murders someone. Well, hold on. They're, that's not just because we they don't your son needs to receive the punishment yes not you free gift sorry but because the, the <laughs> other side of justice mercy the other side of god's justice is his but mercy what, what you're but he judged the world his judgment of the world was the cross <laughs> the difference here is, and i think it's pretty obvious one william lane craig points out he says that's actually not true that you can imbue um guilt in someone else he said if you are responsible for a worker and your worker messes up on the job right. you can actually absolutely be sued and pay the price and so that's one interesting kind of way to look at it but number two the offense of the broken world isn't just to the universe it is to god so only so, yeah. god can take on that offense and that's what i think right. is missing in that argument the offense isn't just 
existing in limbo or, or, or um, in a, a, a vacuum, the offense is against God. So it takes God to actually get rid of the offense. So I think that, so that, that yeah, I bring good. up the, I'm through the ranch and the, then I I'll just do it myself. Yeah. Okay, but, <laughs> but it's his mercy. mercy sure, yeah. And what does St. Paul say? You talk about it's Middle Eastern. He said it's a stumbling block to the Jews and a joke to the Gentiles. To That's the Greeks. They could, the cross was nuts to them. Yeah. And then for the Jews, but we're skipping over one big thing. What does this yeah. have to do? Because if it gets abstract, who cares? Okay. Mm-hmm. Is there a power from his cross as a Christian? So when I was younger, I'm I wearing the cross right now. But do you, <laughs> what, what did St. Peter say? He died to leave you an example. He suffered to leave you an example to follow in his footsteps. Well, he didn't open his mouth. Like a shear, like a she, lamb before the, 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 the shearer, he was closed. Quotes of Isaiah. By his wounds, you were healed. But he also says there's a power in, I preach Christ and Christ crucified, says John, says uh, St. Paul. Because there's a power in his sufferings that give that helps us when we suffer. Mm. That's all. I remember I was young. I was young and stupid. Now I'm just old. And I was at a old age and home. Smart. The woman was <laughs> exactly. So I was visiting a woman. I was, I was in the seminary. The woman was in pain. It's like an idiot. I go, well, you know, Jesus. Said, and I'll never forget this. She said, but he suffered for three hours. I've been suffering for five years. Mm-hmm. And all, and I always think of that. And I'm like, you're right. Okay. So, but then I said, <laughs> he's here suffering with you now. Mm-hmm. So, okay, because, you know, I will say the shack, and I know that someone might yell at me, you might be you. Heretic! You brought up the shack. That ad. They were so good and orthodox. There was a beautiful, I'm the unorthodox guy. Uh, There's a beautiful scene, and he asked this question that the, I don't want to give away, but he's talking to God, and he said, Why do you have to kill your son? Um, it seems like kind of child abuse. It seems like torture. And and uh, God, uh, God the Father, opens their hands, and you and he said, Why do you think it didn't hurt me too? And so I like that idea of yeah, that's modalism that gets <laughs> the son was incarnate and in Jesus. But not think, the father was not incarnate. Okay, we lost in the weeds. The point no, it's is not weeds. That's a big weed. The, the, <laughs> the son was the one. I'm agreeing with you. Okay, in his human, his humanity suffered. God, the son, did not suffer as God, but cancer. But God chose to suffer. And chooses to suffer with yeah, us. Yeah, that's why he put I'm it in terms that we can understand his obedience to the Father. It's time for blessings and curses. It's obedience. Yes. <laughs> but that's, this is a big part of me. We're talking to Christians. What does it have to do with you? Do you, do you have power from his suffering? Yes. Do you understand what it means in your life? See, we're very big on it in the Catholic Church, okay? Right. That's why the Passion we're of the Christ. We're pretty big on it, too. Yeah, you know? a little bit, yeah. But I mean, we do with the Stations of the Cross. You guys and, definitely no, you have more. You have more, but no, your point, if I understand you correct, if I understand what you're saying correctly, Wu, and maybe I can say it slightly shorter than you will, is that because Jesus did this and he was glorified through it, that actually gives us power to follow his example and suffer in that same way for each other. But his, the power oh. that comes from his cross, the cross itself is, as St. Paul says, he has a power. His yeah. cross itself has a power. Yeah. Yes. Amen. His suffering and yeah. death gives you that in your faith. Now, yes, you can get to the other side. Okay. But in the time of the suffering, yeah, you can suffer. There is power him. there as well. And make up, as St. Paul says, make up what's lacking in his suffering. That's another one. Amen. Awesome. Amen. 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 All right. Cool. Fantastic. Fantastic. I'm getting hungry.
No, <laughs> okay, yes. This is this is really why we have a shorter running time on this podcast. Yeah. Um, yes. Number. Exactly. All right. So we go on to our. Jesus. It's food. You need to eat. Exactly. I'm gonna, and because of my cross, I will give you as food. I am food. And so now, <laughs> blesses true. and curses. We will, uh, as we are, are one of our favorite segments, blesses and curses, where we just where we discuss a piece of art that we want to bless or recommend or curse. So, Nathan, you have been chomping at the bit to tell blesses and curses. So, what are your blesses and curses? Well, I gave it away a little earlier, but my bless is. I think this is a really interesting and um, it, very interesting subject to think about. It, and to be honest, it wasn't even one I really thought about for a long time. I just kind of took it for granted. Yes, Jesus died for us. But I do think there's things here that if we can understand them, we can understand more about ourselves. We can understand more about God. And there will be this deeper understanding of life and what we ought to do and how we ought to face suffering as Christ did. But William Lane Craig is one of my very, very favorite philosophers uh, yep. living. He's really shaped my faith as a young man. Um, but he recently spent years, I think he went to Germany and, and Austria and, and all these places and uh, these uh, in, in England studying um, the, the atonement and going back and doing a whole new doctrine, you know, his, yep. uh, later in years. And but he did the, this whole study and book on the atonement. And it's literally called The Atonement by William Lane Craig. I don't necessarily agree with everything. Um, I say that just to uh, just in case. case. Um, But if you want someone who is thoughtful about this, who is also very orthodox, who looks at scripture, who looks at history, and who looks at um, also as well logic and how humans work and how humanity and, and from a very logical point of view, William Lane Craig's The Atonement book is a fantastic place to start. So I'm going to bless that. And I'm going to curse, I'm going academic today. Um, mm. I'm going to curse uh, Richard Dawkins. Um, and he's done this and I, I don't want I won't pick one, but his critique of Christianity is very often um, the critique of, oh, so God's just a, a mean, and you know, Hitchens uh, of this too, a mean, vindictive right. dad who murdered his son. And that's so reductive. That's so unintelligent for these professors, for these intelligent men. It's so shallow. It's so, I'm not even going to look into the thing I'm criticizing. Yeah. Uh, I'm absolutely cursing that argument from Hitchens, Dawkins, and anyone else who's still using that. Five minutes of reading um, should, should. I remember reading a, a Catholic a, a theologian who, who, who was doing response to some of these people, and he said, you know, it might help them if it occurred to them that other people for the past 2,000 years have been asking these questions and discussing these things yeah. before them. Some, uh, people have, some people have, you know. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so, Lou, any blesses and curses today? Well, I would, I would, uh, I would curse making it too abstract. Because what's the point? Who cares? Sure. Yeah, he died or not. But if his if he's God, then his death is not the death of Socrates. Okay. As another thing Aquinas says, we don't care about the death of any other man who died two thousand years ago. But, but if they're God, ah, oh, that makes a difference. Mm. Then, well, that's, that's really interesting. That actually, is has something to do with me right now. If they're doing right now, who cares? Well, what yeah. are you going to do? So I curse anyone who looks at that, and I curse you guys. You should look up the Stations of the Cross. Okay. Uh, <laughs> don't, 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 no, no, we don't curse people on this show. You on his sufferings, uh, but I mean, the blessing would be. I mean, the best. I mean, the Passion of the Christ. Yeah, that movie. Us. Yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, you go with that. All right, and 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 and, and one that's even better is the Passion of Joan of Arc. Okay, ah. which was another, 
All right, which is also a great passion film, even more so than The Passion of the Christ. Oh, I have um, another bless. Sorry. Okay. But <laughs> that is like, we're very fortunate post that movie because besides being a great work of art, it's not the end of all, it's just a movie. But as, as a theological tone, it doesn't get Wait, I, I want another bless from you. What is a painting that people should go look at to mark Grunwald, the Grunwald painting? Well, that's the first time that uh, Christ was really shown as suffering and it was shocking. Mm. In fact, the Grunwald painting of the crucifixion. Uh, it was 16th century. I don't remember, don't quote me, but it was <laughs> more realistic and it had been very hierarchic before that. Sure. Um, I do, yeah, that one. I mean, for, for, for agony, you want, yeah. you want to go with that one. But and for a more general one, um, I would do... Uh, Someone like Giotto, especially the the um, the crucifixion and then the the, the deposition of the cross, mm. because that also was the move away from the Margo to be a lot more uh, emotive. Okay, so the angels are weeping, you know, because really, you see the angels weeping and Cinematic. all over everything. Yeah. but no, a very very clear style, not as not as overwrought as later. Sure. You knew we'd get a good blessing. But the That's good thing about the angels weeping is because. This is going on. This man is dying, but something else is happening. Something else right. is happening. No, it's it's cosmic as well as yes, as, the, as the person. Dark. Yeah. The earths were rent. So yeah, I have I have one more bless. Yeah, okay, and one more curse. I'm going twice this time. That's you know you're just so greedy. It's just so greedy for. But it's well, Easter. I, let's I, go. Like I, let's go for it. Yeah. Wish they they did a lot of this. Well, <laughs> I gimmicks. Now I need. I want to do my artistic. Um, and I'm going to. I'd be. I'd be very sad if I didn't mention this. I'm going to bless the movie Calvary. It is one of my okay. very, very favorite movies of, I mean, it's more, period, really, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I watch it every year around this time. Um, and I'm not going to give anything away. It's just one of the most beautiful, one, um, simple movies. It, it deals with uh, the necessity of death and resurrection and pain and suffering in this beautiful, beautiful way. Um, it's about, well, I'm not going to tell you it's about, just go watch it. Brendan Gleeson, who played Mad-Eye Moody in Harry Potter, um, is one of the best um performances just as an actor as well it's gorgeous it's simple yeah. and it's it's um it gets to the heart of what i was saying earlier about the need for death um to find resurrection uh and it just gets to the heart of that so please go watch calvary yeah. and my one more curse is and actually that's up about calvary I, it's, it's so good but my <laughs> is um and i actually like this movie but I, it's the it's the antonym to Calvary, I think, and yeah. I'm gonna curse first reformed um, because I think yeah. to do what Calvary does and to deal with suffering and to deal with death and to look at the necessity of all these different things. No faith, and but it doesn't have faith, and, there, yeah. and so it's not informed. It's, and as we believe here, faith is reality, and so right. it's not informed by reality. So right. amazing performed, well directed, interesting, yeah. entertaining. See, but as far as philosophy behind it, I got a curse. The yeah, cross I will see is still scandal. The cross, yes, the cross is still, is still scandal. scandal. Yeah, no, that's fair. I will say that actually Calvary, the, the big problem I have with Calvary, and we have to have a conversation about this, is that in that case, the death didn't feel necessary. And so that was the big problem I, I had with that movie. Yeah, yeah we have a discussion on that at some point. That would be really cool. Um, so I will... Yeah, I mean, I... I I will so yeah, anyway, go ahead. We have to go. We'll do my best because we, we are, are doing a longer podcast and I know you guys are hungry today. So um I will be actually gonna bless. I'm glad nobody did this one yet. So I because I had because I had Passion of the Christ and you took that. I was like, okay, he's gonna take that. So um also I'll say uh the Lion, the Wish, and the Wardrobe is I think something I want to bless. 
because the that as for for me as a child that was probably the the best way that it could be explained to me so i could understand it the necessity of Mm -hmm. jesus dying you know they just explain it for like look there's a deep magic at the dawn of time that this is how it works and because that's the way it works i am going to um i'm going to and i care about you i'm going to die to make that happen and to 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 save you and so that was a way it captured my imagination with understanding it and understanding the point of that is to show that that is how much god loves me and that um and how much i should need to love other people and so that i think if you're wanting to explain it to kids in a way that's actually it's still one of the best ways i've seen explained uh so and not only explain it but make it beautiful and so that's something oh bless and i'm going to do uh, another thing I cursed before on another episode. I'm going to curse again uh, the comic book series Second Coming, which was uh, oh, which, which is you know Jesus coming back to learn from a Superman you know pseudo Superman character on how to be a real savior because God wasn't happy with how he did it last time, um, and he has That's this whole. Long- <laughs> I know, yeah. And Jesus has this long rant about how he hates everybody putting crosses on their churches because he didn't like dying last <laughs> by time. Him, but- by the guy who made the boys, wasn't. No, it's not. Oddly enough, it wasn't. Yeah, deep in his whole hate because people is because Jesus is, isn't a real is isn't real. He's, right, and so well, the thing is, and what I don't like about this is I don't like people do taking the stuff they like from the Jesus that's in the Gospels that they only know about about Jesus because it's in the Gospels, but deciding that the stuff they don't like. You know, well, we don't have to trust that because it's in the Gospels. Well, all the stuff you like about Jesus is also you only know that from the Gospels too. So you know, and and well, to criticize stuff that they don't actually understand well enough to criticize. So when you create art like that, it ends up being stupid, right? Yes, Christianity without the cross. Yes, why the passion was so controversial, right? And as you said, nobody wants to see that. And that's the whole thing. Yes, and that's the thing is we're we're still discussing it today because, as you said, this cross is a scandal and it's hard to understand, but it is also beautiful, and you know. Uh, Jordan Peterson, actually, he was on an interview recently to talk about, yeah, talk about, you know, it's so beautiful and it might actually be true. It's a really great interview. But anyway, so cool. Um, Yo, thank you very much for joining. And the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. That helped me as a kid, too. So good. God bless. (laughs) I said it was a good way to explain it very simply. Yeah. Yeah. Well, simply. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. But um, if any of you out there disagree with us, we are heretics. I don't care. Uh, Lou doesn't care. I am not. He is faithful. But just in case you want to criticize us in the podcast. Even when I don't get it. Or if you want to get in touch and tell us how much you liked it or have more questions or ideas for future episodes or guests, please... Go to our website at theoverthinkyourjournal.com. We have uh, we're going to have more and more um, articles up, and you can learn about the the hosts and what we do. And please head over to Facebook and join our private group. Uh, we have hundreds and hundreds of members there now who are having discussions. We're posting memes and articles. It's just a really great place for like-minded people to gather and ask these yep. questions, no matter what. Uh, religious background, uh, location you are, uh, education level, please come. We love people who just want to engage with these questions in um, good-hearted conversations and just have fun. So please go to the Overthinkers Facebook group, private Facebook group on Facebook. Um, and if you want to get in touch with me, go to my website, NathanClarkson.me, and I'm on all the socials. Joseph, how can people get in touch with you? You can get in touch with me on josephholmstudios.com. That's my website. And you can get in touch with 
me on all the socials, just search my name. And Lou, if people want to get in touch with you, can they get in touch with you? Don't get in touch with you. Okay. Get in touch with you guys. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you everyone for joining us. And remember, if it's worth thinking about, it's worth overthinking about.